The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. There was no thank you, God. There was no reference to the one who sent down the power that destroyed the yoke. It was me, I. Even when he was in very serious trouble, Judges chapter 16, from verse 25 to 28, Judges 16, 25 to 28, when the enemy had caught him and plugged out his eyes, and he wanted to pray just one more prayer before he died. What did he say? God empower me just one more time. Not that I may bring glory to you, he says, so I can avenge me of my eyes. It was in me, mine, all the way. So when you hear Elijah saying, I, even only I remain, you need to learn a big lesson here. You must never compare yourself to others, no matter how high you go. You must never have what they call the holier-than-thou attitude. Never. The Word of God says clearly, those who compare themselves among themselves are not wise. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Second Corinthians 10, verse 12. You see, there's only one true judge, and that's God. There's only one who can say who is who, how high this fellow is, or how low. Only God. I've told you before in the past, if you give a student his answer script and you ask him to grade it himself, Ah, it was called 100%. Because when he was writing down the answer, he thought it was correct. It is the teacher going through the scripts who will know, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> this is wrong. You are not as correct as you think. I could still remember years ago when I was doing my master's degree and my Professor gave me an assignment, and I wrote more than 40 pages on that assignment. I was glad that I've made a lot of progress, and I took the thing to him. And he looked at what I've written, and on the very first page, he saw an error on page one. 
And so all the other pages was just a waste of time because it was based on something that was wrong in the beginning. If we ask Joshua, what kind of person are you? He's going to tell you, oh, by the grace of God, I am an extremely successful servant of the Most High God. I have done what Moses could not do. But read Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Read the testimony of God himself in Joshua 13, verse 1. The Bible says Joshua was old and was stricken in age. And God said, Joshua, you are old. You are well stricken in age. And there is yet a lot of land to be possessed. You know the meaning of that? Joshua, you are a failure. You have failed me. Because I said to you, you are the one who will divide all this land to my people. Now you are about to die. See where you are. Anytime you are tempted to feel proud of your achievements, as you grow higher, because this is very important, Anytime you feel like comparing yourself to others, oh, by the grace of God, I love God more than these people. Oh, I pray more. I achieved more. Remember Isaiah 64, verse 6. Isaiah 64, verse 6 says, Even your righteousness is as filthy rags before God. What you consider your best might not even be acceptable at all to God. You see, the teacher, the one who is going to examine your papers, he is a perfect God. And he expects perfection. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Matthew 5, verse 48 says clearly, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 25 to 27, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, makes it clear. Jesus Christ is coming back for a bride without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. That's how perfect you expect her to be. Are you that perfect yet? If God scores you high, if you hear from God and he says, well done, my son, you're doing great, he's only being gracious. <laughs> you see, the Bible says clearly in Romans chapter 9, from verse 15 to 16, Romans 9, 15 to 16, God said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Therefore, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of him that showeth mercy. If you achieve anything at all, 
It's of the mercy of God. Keep that in mind. Oh, God might be generous with his marks towards you. I mean, <laughs> for example, in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, Numbers 12, verse 3, it is written concerning Moses. He was the meekest man on the face of the earth. Wow. What a great recommendation. But you need to remember, the, the man they are calling the meekest man is <laughs> uh, well known for his uh, violent temper. One example, Numbers chapter 20 is enough. Numbers 20 from verse 1 to 12. Go and speak to the rock. Let it turn around in anger. You people, stiff naked people, ungrateful people, you want water to drink? Must we give you water to drink? Is he the one giving water? Watch it, brother. Watch it, sister. Because you are going higher. That's why I'm hammering this issue at this period. I told you some couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we've been on this thing now for more than one year. It's time to begin to get into deeper waters. Having said that, however, relationship with God is strictly on individual basis. Not on collective basis. Your relationship with God has nothing to do with mine. It's you and yours alone. You and God. So when it comes to I, uh -huh, that could apply. In your relationship to God, it is I, not we. <laughs> David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's between me and God. Psalm 23, verse 1. He said in Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I. I will bless him at all times. I'm not talking about you. It's between me and him. In Romans chapter 14, verse 12, Romans 14, verse 12, the Bible says, everyone shall give an account of himself to God. <laughs> when, God when it comes to God assessing you, it's going to be an individual business. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13, the Bible made it clear. Everyone's work shall be tried by fire. Not all of us together. It's one at a time. When we get to heaven and God is about to reward us, every work we have done here on earth will be put on fire. It's one person at a time. Remember where we are going? There's no night there. 
So no rushing. There's no question of time is going. The pastor will stand on his own. The general overseer, alone. The member of the choir, alone. The usher, alone. One by one. The fearful thing is that the whole universe will be watching. And you won't be able to hide from anyone. So how close to God you want to be is a matter of individual choice. Individual choice. Some of you may feel that you have already gone too high in the Lord and you are satisfied with where you are. No problem. It's an individual choice. In Daniel chapter 1, from verse 3 to 8, Daniel 1, from verse 3 to 8, Daniel said, I will not defile myself. It's an individual decision. When he spoke to his friends, I said, do you want to join me in purity? Those who agreed to join him, joined. Those who didn't want to join, that's no problem. But at the end of the day, in Daniel chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3, Daniel 6 from verse 1 to 3, because he refused to defile himself, the Bible says he had an excellent spirit. He excelled. You want to excel? You must be pure. In Daniel chapter 6, from verse 19 to 22, Daniel 6, 19 to 22, the Bible tells us the reason why lions couldn't eat him was because he was found innocent in everything. It's a choice. In Genesis chapter 39, from verse 1 to 9, Genesis 39, from verse 1 to 9, when... Uh, Joseph was faced with tremendous pressure from the wife of the master to commit adultery. He said, I can do this and sin against God. Well, the wife of the master said, don't worry, I'm, I'm in charge here. Nobody's going to know. Well, Joseph said, it's not a question of who knows or who doesn't know. It's a question of between me and my God. And you know the result? He got to the top. <laughs> I mean, by the time you read Genesis chapter 50, from verse 15 to 21, Genesis 50, from verse 15 to 21, his brother C came to bow down before him. What you love and what you hate is an individual choice. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Hebrews 1 verse 9 says, Because you love righteousness and you hate iniquity, that is why God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. How close you want to be to God is up to you. It's your choice. It's a choice of what to love and what to hate. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to the end, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to the end, Paul said, In a race, there are many people running, but only one fellow will win. And he said, I want to be the winner. <laughs> and then he spelled out what he did in order to be the winner. I used to be a sportsman <laughs> when I was a little younger. And our, our coach, way back in those days in the 1960s, at the University of Nigeria, Onsuka, an American coach said to us, they will tell you all that matters is just to participate. You don't have to win. He said, ask them, how come they don't give medals to losers? Ask them. He said, you are going in to win. You are going in to win. And not just win. You are going in to be number one. He says, look, they give gold to the fellow who comes first. They give silver to the second. And he says, an ounce of gold costs many ounces of silver. You come third, they just give you bronze. Do you want to be number one? Be willing to pay the price. In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 7 to 14, Philippians 3, 7 to 14, the Bible tells us that Paul said, all things that were gained to me, I can't take them as loss. Because what? I want to win Christ. I want to win Christ. How high you go is determined by you. Finally, when it comes to the issue of salvation, it is absolutely an individual business. Let me make it clear. God has no grandchildren. You are either a child of God or you are not. That your father is a child of God, true child of God, does not mean that you, that will cover you. No. The Bible says, Ezekiel chapter 8 from verse 4 to 13. Ezekiel 8, 4 to 13. He says, if your father is godly and you are ungodly, your father will live and you will die. God has no grandchildren. He only has children. So if you have not yet given your life to Jesus, and you think, oh, I am the son of uh, uh, reverend, I'm the son of uh, apostle, oh, you could be the, 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 the son of the highest apostle and go to hell if you don't give your life to Jesus. So today, if you are here to give your life to Jesus Christ, please come to Jesus now. Become a child of God. You bow your head wherever you are, cry to God and say, please save my soul. I want to be one of your children. 
I will serve you as an individual. I don't care what others may think, but as an individual, I want to be your child. Please save my soul. Pray that prayer, and I will pray for you now. My Father and my God, I want to bless your holy name. King of glory, I want to thank you for your word. The great I am that I am. I'm committing all those who say they want to come to you today and become your children into your hands. Please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Receive them into the family of God. And let them serve you to the very end. Thank you, my Father and my God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I rejoice with those of you who have given your life to Jesus Christ. I promise you from now on I'll be praying for you. Will you please let me know your details, your names, your address, your prayer requests, and I'll be praying for you. And please locate at the nearest Redeemed Christian Church of God to you and tell the pastor you're giving your life to Jesus and he will tell you what to do next. And the rest of us who are already children of God, I hope you will cry to the Almighty God and say, it's between me and you now, O Lord. Please take me higher. I want to go higher still. And may your prayers be granted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.